Okay, Josh, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're right there. I'm here. Oh, that's sweet. Good. <laughs> Sitting it's, right in front of you. It's good to have you here. It's good to have you. Thanks for being on the show here. today. Here. Thank you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. Been a while. It's been, it's been a long time. How you been? <laughs> I've been good. You like how you started it as though we haven't talked the entire you yeah. know the entire time since we recorded our last um, podcast, right? But we we've talked since. And clearly, then. I mean, we wrote we wrote a a blog post or a couple yeah, we of them, did. Right? Well, so like we, I guess like we, this is kind of in, in a way this is kind of like a reboot of our, but there was nothing wrong with what we had done in the like previously i think we i think it was going well right but it just life got busy right you know and and we we spent a lot of time away um working on those two posts you know those those blog posts which we'll put in the show notes yeah and and we'll talk a little bit about them today but we spent like we spent months researching and researching and studying and praying and trying to figure out how to say what we wanted to say right and and that consumed a lot of our and so we wanted to get that done before we made another post or another uh, like just moved on past the topic yeah. yeah it was like we we got to episode two and we talked about grace and we got yeah. so caught up on trying to understand it and yeah well, be able to explain it and teach it and understand it ourselves that we then switched we, over from podcasting and wanted to really clearly to understand bl- like that. a blog right um mode but i like i just said though i think i mean, I said this to you off before we started recording was just i was that quote by einstein i think it's einstein i'm gonna say that it is but am i i might be wrong we'll have to try to look it up, <laughs> so we'll look it up. Find it. and um but he said something like if you can't explain something simply then you don't understand it well enough and i think that's a little bit how we were at least how i was right right i, uh, I think i'm the same yeah, I just, I think I kind of, as we were trying to study it, we were just, we were working really hard on it and, and it, it still felt pretty complex and we were trying to simplify the post as much as we could, but I think it was still a little bit more complicated than it needed to be. Well, I mean, that's why we kind of tried to do a shorter post and a longer post. Yeah, we, were we did trying two to, different posts. We did two different posts. We were trying to do yeah. a, a shorter post that would focus on the really simple basics yeah, just a, of it. Yeah. But then our longer post, we wanted to have all of the different scriptures and different yeah. things that we yeah. had found that helped us come to the simple understanding. Right. But, and I just reread through that just now. I mean, it had been a, it had been a few weeks or <laughs> month or so since I had read it last and I realized, man, this is kind of um, like I think I think we did okay. I think we did all right at it, but it's a little complex and a little bit. I at least when I because I wrote a lot of it, and right. I feel like as I was writing it, I was tr- kind of because we you you tend to almost be like preventatively defensive, you know, like you're right. assuming that oh they're probably going to disagree with me here, so I'm going to try to rebut that argument already, like right. without you know, so. So I think there was a little bit of like we've I've heard these arguments before, so I want to and and too there was a little too much like trying to prove right. that it was you know that it was correct and right. But it was such a good experience for me. Right, it was good for me too, and it's I think it's kind of nice to revisit it after yeah. this little yeah. while of um, after writing the post. So today we're gonna kind of so we'll we'll, we'll talk about our yeah. post a little bit and see if in a in a vocal 
way be able to you and I yeah because we love talking to each other and I think that's where we kind of learn the most um, yeah so hopefully we can kind of talk through these things and, um, and understand it and make it simpler yeah simplify it a little bit more and, and we want we'll see and that's what we we talked about this because we've been planning on doing another podcast episode for a while and but it would just you know things are busy and and so we haven't had a chance but we talked about look sometimes it can be a little bit more of a stressor like uh, i've got to make sure we plan this all out and make sure and and you and i both have jobs and lives and stuff and so we're trying to make it all work and and you came to me with the idea and just said look can we just let's just talk like we normally do and um and we'll record it and not worry so much about preparing an episode and so much structure to it because we before we we had planned out okay now let's talk about this then let's talk about that then this then this and And it it was a lot more um labor intensive and i think some of the worry there too is we it's like we don't want to misrepresent the church in any way and so it's like we want to be really careful about what we say not that we would ever say anything you know negative um we want to build faith in jesus christ um yeah but i just i guess we have the we had the fear of what if we don't prepare enough and we say something that's a little bit off and then people are like, oh, these guys are representing yeah. the church. We obviously don't represent yeah. the church at all. We're we're trying to understand the gospel the best that we can. But yeah. I feel like it takes off a lot of the pressure off of us so that we can hopefully do more. This is more of a casual conversation. And, and we can do more recordings and we can just yeah. kind of talk about things. And if we don't know the answer to something, we can be like, well, I don't know, that's a good question. And yeah. try to figure it and, out. And try to, yeah, try to find out. Yeah. And, and even our listeners can can help us by, you know, sending us, oh, I found this about this. And, and yeah. you know, it can be a way that they can join in and, Absolutely. and help us f- yeah. learn about the gospel. I like when, that you said, if we don't know an answer to something, then we just say we don't know. Because I think sometimes we get really worried about that. As people, we get worried about what, um, what if someone asks me this question and then I don't know the answer to it. And like, and a lot of times we just fake it, you know, like, right. or, or we get really uncut. Like, who cares if you don't know? You don't know. It's not a big deal. Right. You just say, I don't know. We don't know everything, you know, so right. it, that's fine. Well, I mean, that, that kind of comes down to some other topics that I've studied somewhat recently. And then just kind of coming back to it again is, we don't like feeling vulnerable. And, yeah. And that oh, yeah. comes, I mean, that's a vulnerable situation for right. people. Like, I don't know the answer to this. I probably should. It's. I'm going to feel stupid if right. I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. Well, because we care a whole lot about what other people think. Right. This ties into what I was studying this morning. Okay. Do you want to talk about that for <laughs> I a second? guess we can. Let's I, talk about it before we hop in. Yeah. Let's. The... Go. So I started over in the Book of Mormon and I'm at Lehi's dream, right? right? Vision of the Tree of Life and... I was studying about the mists of darkness and um, which are like the temptations of Satan. But I was thinking of it more in terms this morning of, of distractions more so than temptations, right? Okay. Like, or blind, blinding. They're just, they're subtle distractions. We're so distracted right. all the time, just so distracted. And then, um, so that was one point. But then the, the second one was the great and spacious building, right? Lee, or, or some people would come and partake of the fruit of the tree of life and feel the love of God. But then they would be ashamed because they would look around. The people in the great and spacious building are mocking them and pointing the finger and, right. and mocking them. And they'd get ashamed and they would leave and they'd go away. And we, but we, and I was at first, I was like, how could you do that? How, you just felt the love of God. You you felt the spirit. You know, it's true. You, he loves you. And what more do you need? What else do you need? But then I realized we do that all the time. I do that. I've done that. Where I felt the spirit, I felt so good. But then, I, like someone comes along and 
and I care too much about what they think. Right. And and I get a little timid or worried, like, what do they think about me if I if I say something that's um spiritual in nature or that's um you know if I talk about Jesus or I talk about my faith in a set certain setting, I'm afraid of it because I don't I don't what are they gonna think about me? Are they gonna make fun of me? Right. So we do we all kinda we base our self worth off of what other people what think. What other people what think. What we think other people think. Yeah. It may not even be what they think. That's you know, true. We create a lot of it ourselves. But yeah. That was interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So anyway, that we could talk about that for probably like the next hour. So let's hurry and um, <laughs> jump into, let's just talk about the post for a little bit. And okay. are the, well, let's talk about the topic of grace and being saved by grace and see if we can simplify it a little bit okay. and, and talk about our experience, experiences with our, with that post with, with writing that post right um so really quick just to let the listeners know the posts that we're talking about are on two mormonguys.com that's two mormonguys.com and the shorter post was called after all we can do doesn't mean what you think it means mm-hmm. um, and then the longer post was understanding nephi's phrase after all we can do those are both on the website and we're going to kind of discuss those so that you can kind of reference yeah. reference those to kind of know what we're talking about. So the first one, the shorter one, it's kind of centered around an analogy, right? Right. And I went back and reread the post like a week ago. And cause I was, I was wondering like, how did we present that? Did it do okay? Was it, and I reread it and I think it was okay. I think I, I think we did a pretty good job. Do you want to just give us a rundown of the analogy? Yeah. So like the analogy was like, if you needed a ticket to get into heaven, right. To be saved the ticket of salvation right then and we we attached a price to it we said let's say it's a hundred dollars obviously it would be like this much higher price than that but for the sake of the analogy we said it's a hundred dollars and and the way we understood salvation in the church generally was like you need to earn your portion of that like you need to do all you can do to earn like say a dollar of that price you know we always say well we're not earning much we're not earning you know we're not most of it is up to him and uh, and we can't really do much, but we have to do all we can do. And so the idea was like, if you worked really, really hard and did everything you could possibly do your whole life, then eventually you could maybe earn that $1 and he then pays the 99 and pays the rest. Right. Right. But our point was in the post that that's inaccurate, totally not true because he pays the entire $100 ticket price for everybody. Right. For every person. Right. And so th- that was kind of like what the post centered on was this analogy of this ticket. And because it, it helps us to kind of, because we understand money and we understand ticket, right? We, we understand payment. Right. And we think in those terms in our society a lot of what does something cost and, and you know, everything costs something. So it was trying to get us to understand that, that Jesus pays the entire price, Right. Um, and that, and that our works are not, are they're done for a different reason that they're, they're not paying anything. Cause they still need to be done. They correct? still need to be done. Okay. Cause it, well, it's just to make clear that we're not saying, oh, you're just but, saved no matter what. Right. And so like, we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. In a minute. I think okay. let's go to the bigger, the longer post a okay. little bit. And well, and I don't know if we even need to talk specifically about that post. It was just like every scripture and thought that we had found that, that was that led us to believe what yeah believe. to understand right. it the way that we had that right. we understand it now. I just read through it again, and I think it's a little redundant. Some of it is is a little 
poorly written a little bit at times just for and i that's on me because i wrote most of it well it's long it's long it's very long but it's okay but so feel free to read them anyone because i think that they're they're pretty accurate as far as how we understand grace and, and salvation by grace right but let's jump back to the works now and talk about kind of why we're doing that. Say so so we've already discussed that we that we are saved only by Jesus's works. In fact, okay, so like I I was putting these two things together the other day and this kind of helped me. So the the main scripture that we found the problem with, right, or uh, that we kind of misunderstand is gets misinterpreted. Yeah, is is Nephi speaking and he's the one that says that we know it is by grace that we are saved after all we can do, right? So it's interesting because just six chapters later in, in chapter 31 of Second Nephi, Nephi again says, uh, we have not come thus far, save it were by relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. So like in this context, like what are merits, you know, they're works. Right. They're the things that merit you something. They're, they're the things that earn you salvation. Right. So in other words, you know, we don't, earn salvation or we don't, we don't receive salvation save it were by relying wholly or only totally on the works of Jesus Christ. And that's what Nephi is saying. So it's kind of seems, wow, that doesn't make sense. How could he say we're saved by grace only like at, with, by some combination of Jesus's works and our works, you know, that's kind of how we understood that after all we can do to me right. to, to be, how can that be true? And also at the same time, how can it be true that we rely only on his works? Right. Right. And, and it's, it's more than just Nephi that says yeah, that. Yeah, it is. But I, I pointed out the scriptures for those as well. Right. Post. Yeah. I pointed out Nephi specifically because he's the, he's one, the one who said, said the it, other, right, you right. know. And so it can be kind of confusing, right? Because as you said, and as many people in the scriptures, as many prophets have said, you know, keep the commandments. Keep them. And and, uh, and Jesus says that we will be judged according to our works, whether they be good or whether they be evil. And he tells us to keep the commandments. Right. Right. So it's like, and and Paul talks about being saved by grace, but he also talks about keeping the commandments. Right. And that's, in my opinion, was the critical part and the best part of the, our post, our longer mm-hmm. post. That's what I really liked because... You know, before studying it, I was really confused, like I mentioned in the previous episode mm-hmm. about grace and works and how it all fit together. And I started understanding that better as we studied. But then it was when you brought in the whole why we keep the commandments. Then. Yeah. Because that that's the big question now. Okay, I can believe that I'm saved entirely by grace, yeah. by Jesus yeah. Christ, and not of my works. But then I do have those phrases, keep the commandments, do this, do that. Yeah. Like These are things we need to do, you know. Yeah. Are we saved and like what Paul says, like, can we just sin? Yeah. It's just because we're then, under. Shall we sin? Yeah. Right. Because we're under the law of grace. Uh-huh. No, no, we can't. God forbid. So to me, this, that part of the post is kind of what I wanted to focus on. And we actually did get an email um, from someone who want us to kind of talk about the commandments a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe we can take a second to kind of just go over that part of the post, which I feel is like a critical part of, for me, understanding why the commandments, like the puzzle piece of the commandments and how they fit into yeah. all of this. Like what's our responsibility? If we're saved entirely by grace. Yeah. It it seems like, well, then that 
excludes our works. Right. That means they are not going to our salvation. Why would we do them? Right. And and this is the key part. And we obviously um, learned from, you know, President Uchtdorf um, yeah. in the April 2015 conference, I mm -hmm. believe yeah. it was, where he gave uh, a talk on grace. And, and he pointed out some things that, that we used in the post as well. So um, the two questions that you posed in the blog post, uh, I'll just read them here really quick. It's, it's in the post. It says, why are we to keep the commandments if they don't earn any part of our salvation? Hmm. And number two, by what power are we to keep the commandments? Yeah. So why don't you kind of tell us, answer so, some of those questions for us? Yeah, I think like, that's the key. And especially the, the second one, I think is a huge one because so... The first one, why do we keep the commandments? If it's not to earn any of our salvation, and it's not, we know that because we just talked about how Nephi said we rely only on Jesus's works. But we feel pressure, though. We do. do don't yeah. we feel pressure like that in in the church as members of the church? We, we totally. feel like, well, if I don't keep the commandments, if I don't keep the Sabbath day holy, if I don't pay my tithing, I'm not going to be saved, or I'm yeah. going to go to hell, or whatever yeah. the you know jokey ways of sometimes. Yeah. Oh, if you don't do that, you're going to go to hell. You're going to be damned, or 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 whatever, but I think we really feel that pressure. Yeah, if I don't yeah. do this. Well, okay, so like this kind of goes back to um, like the psychology of it, kind of. Okay, so um, it's like mental programming. So we're we're taught our whole lives because our parents were taught their whole lives, and their parents were taught their whole and right, like, and and it's just this isn't just the church, and this isn't even just religious people. We use like fear based rhetoric to teach people to right. teach our kids things, right? When you're a kid, we say, "Don't do that, or else." This will happen. This bad thing will happen. Um, or, or we say, you go to better, you're going to get a spanking, right? I mean, I don't know, whatever. Like, you, or it's either fear or a reward based. So uh, if you do this, then I'll give you this thing. Right. So we're very, we're trained to think in those terms. Right. We're, we're trained to think in, in reward or punishment mm -hmm. terms. And in the gospel, it, it, it applies in a sense, right? Like if you uh, follow the gospel plan, you know, if you follow the, if you keep the commandments, you'll be saved. If you like, if you could keep all the commandments all the time, you would be saved. You would be rewarded. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll have eternal. You'd life. have eternal right. If you break the commandments, you'll be punished because you will not be able to have eternal life. Right. So the the issue comes back to the answer to these two questions. Right. Why do we keep the commandments? That's a huge thing. Are we doing it out of fear? Out of a feeling of obligation? Are we doing it to try to earn a reward? We've already talked about we're not earning anything by our by keeping them. Right. So we've got to kind of throw that out the window. Say, look, that's not why we're doing it. Because even if you do it, you're not really earning anything. Right. Something that really stood out to me that we we list in the post is Jesus answers it very simply and very yeah. clearly. Yeah. Um, which President Uchtdorf also uh, reiterated that, and I believe used the same the same scripture in yeah. his talk, if I remember correctly. But I never looked at the scripture this way. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But Jesus says, John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Yeah. See, so that hits on the point because it's not about, it's not really so much about what you do. It, it is, but what you do is, is secondary. Okay. It's about what you are or what you become. Right. So it's about where your heart is. Like you can look at it, and this is how I always looked at it. Like it, it almost like a challenge, right? Like you, you better, uh, you, you better. I don't know. It kind of like feels like a. You better keep my commandments, or else. If you think you, you love me, you'll, yeah, you'll right. Be my, you'll keep right. my commandments. You better prove your love to me by keeping right. my commandments. 
it, but the, the truth is, if you feel love for Jesus and you really feel it, it's it's now natural for you to keep the commandments. Does right. that make sense? Well, it's almost like he could have said, if you actually love me, you will keep my commandments. Like that, right. like your love for Jesus, the, the direct result of your love for Jesus Christ yeah. will be automatically you'll keep the commandments because it's, it's your it's, second nature to keep the commandments. Exactly. So like he could be saying, if you want to keep the commandments, here's the way to do it. Love me. Love me. And then you'll, you keep, you'll keep them because right. it'll be your nature. And that's what we talked about. We brought up the change of heart, right? right? It really all just fits in the gospel so well because we talked about the mighty change of heart. We talked about being born again. Jesus calls it being born again. And this is where the phrase born again Christians comes from. And this is where in the church, sometimes we, we have a tendency to kind of discount the idea of born again Christians. And I say, whoa, be careful there because Jesus was the one who said it in the first place. He was right. the one who said, you need to be born again. And so we need to recognize that being born again or having a mighty change of heart, as it says in Mosiah, right. that is what enables you to keep the commandments. Right. And, and it, makes it, it makes it your nature. It gives you the why, right? So, because like, we just talked about that first question is, why do, they, why do we keep the commandments? Well, it's out of love for Jesus. And that love for Jesus comes from a mighty change of heart. The people of, of, King, Mosiah, or of uh, King Benjamin, they said, the Spirit has wrought a mighty change in our hearts that we have no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually. The Spirit is the love of God, right? That's how when you feel the Spirit, you feel God's love. And when you feel God's love, you love Him back. And that's what it says. Um, we love Him because He first loved us. That's in John, I want to say, somewhere. <laughs> so, why are you keeping the commandments? Is it because you're afraid and you're feeling obligated? Or is it because it's your nature? And that's the point. What is your nature? That's the point of the gospel. It's to change everyone's nature. It's not about to do, 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 like do all the commandments. It's about who you are inside because who you are inside motivates what you do. Right. It, and, it, and it happens naturally and easily that way. The gospel is all about change. All about change. Another yeah. word for repentance is change. That's it's right. It's changing who you were yeah. to who you want to be. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. And so... When we start keeping the commandments because we love Jesus, because we feel, literally, we feel a love for him, it's no longer a burden. It's no longer like a, I've got to do these things. I've got to, and it's also not a fearful thing or like, I better do this or else I'm not going to earn salvation. It's not earning anything. It's a manifestation of your nature. And when you get into that mindset, that zone, that lifestyle yeah. change, when you can make that mindset switch mm -hmm. and live life like that, I haven't always been in that. I have been in it though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can testify that living the gospel and life is easy yeah. when you do that. It's not hard. Right. That's it, right. It's, yeah. it, you're just, it's just so, it's, it's amazing. Well, it's what, that's what Jesus says. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Right. For, For my, my yoke, yoke is, is easy, my burden is light. That's right. That's exactly what he's talking about. That's what he's saying. Come unto me, you know. But sometimes we get, especially in the world we live in now, everything's so, you were talking about uh, distractions. There's there's so much yeah. going on and there's so many burdens in life and there's so mm -hmm. many financial burdens. There's stresses. There's, there's, stresses, there's mm -hmm. sin and temptation. There's like all these things going on. Mm -hmm. And it can get really easy to be like, life's hard. It was just meant to be hard and be right. caught in that mindset. Yeah. And, and so I you feel like, you, so you expect life to be hard. Yeah. And so then what do you get? What you expect, you'll get. Yeah. Right. 
And so if we can kind of make that mindset shift, start getting change to happen in our lives and mm -hmm. really start making the gospel an easy, mm -hmm. burden-free thing in our lives, life actually becomes very easy and you're not stuck in this mindset of like, it's life's hard, it was meant to be hard and it's always going to be hard. Right. Well, you made this comment to me one time, like months ago, like you, you just barely said, you know, it's not, I'm, I've been in that, I've been there, like mm -hmm. I've been in that m mindset, but I'm not always there. And that's, I think that's an important thing to realize um, for people because I'm the same way, right? Like you're trying to get there and, you, and you're trying to put, you're trying to stay in that mindset, but sometimes you might kind of slip out of it, but that's okay. Just refocus. Sometimes we have a tendency to to get down on ourselves and think, oh, I've lost it. No, 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 you didn't. Look, it's all right. It's not a big deal. Just keep refocusing. But I remember you made a comment to me a few months ago about when you were just really, really in that mindset and you were really feeling it. You were really feeling the love for God and you were really feeling that change of heart. You, you were saying, I'm, you said, I'm doing more now in the gospel. I'm keeping more commandments. I'm doing more service. I'm doing all these things more than I ever was before. And it's easy. Right. It's easy for me. It's not a stress. It's not a strain. It's not a challenge. It's not hard. Right. And that's the, you know, that's where we're trying to get. Now, it might be a challenge. It might be difficult. To, and I've experienced that as, as well myself. When I can, the more I can get into that mindset and feel that love for Jesus and feel his love for me, it's easy to do all the other things. It right. really is, you know. And so the goal is to try to continually get in that mindset. So, so that's the first one. That's the why. Why do we keep the commandments? Because we feel love for Jesus, and that will help. And that will be enable us to. That, that's the enabling power of grace. Just it makes it easy for us, right? Because it changes our nature. The second one is kind of the same. Well, you just kind of said. I it. just said the, it, right? The enabling power. The enable. Of uh, by what power are we to keep the commandments? And it's by the enabling power of grace, right? Which, which is the enabling power of His atonement. Yeah. Which comes by way of the Spirit. That's right. Because it, like we just said, it it changes your nature and it makes it natural for you to keep the commandments. It makes it easy for you to keep the so commandments. So going back to the people of King Benjamin, when they said it was the spirit that wrought the mighty change in their hearts, yeah. I, I just want to kind of bring it into if people are asking, well, how do I get that change to happen? Right. And and for the people of King Benjamin, it was the spirit that wrought the mighty change in yeah. their hearts. So, and this is what's really just awesome about the gospel and it's so simple it makes so much sense in helaman i believe i want to say helaman 15 but i'm really i'm not sure it says uh it, it's talking about faith and repentance it says faith and repentance brings a mighty change of heart brings a change of heart right so how do we get the spirit but how do we get a change of heart we have faith in jesus christ and we repent what are the first two uh, um principles of the gospel faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and repentance, right? Because they bring a change of heart. They bring, they change our nature by the spirit because they bring the spirit, right? right? And the spirit changes our nature and enables us to keep all the commandments, right? So let's just, let's do, let me do like a quick summary okay. of what the gospel is and, and salvation by grace, okay. what it means, okay? And then I do... When you're done, I do uh, want to even read the little, we made a little Instagram post of summing up our, yeah, and we can read that as well. Okay. Yeah. Good. In, in fact, maybe you, do you just, want to read that first and then you can kind of, yeah, do that. Okay. Just read it. So the, the points that we came across it, when we, we wanted to simplify it and we, we posted this little picture on Instagram, it says that 
We are saved 100% by grace. Mm-hmm. We accept grace, that 100% grace. We accept that mm-hmm. grace of Jesus Christ by having faith and repenting. True faith and repentance allows the Holy Ghost to change our hearts. And then changed hearts want and become able to keep the commandments. Right. Right. Exactly. See, keeping the commandments is important. But keeping the commandments is essentially a manifestation of the changed heart. I guess not always. I guess you could be yeah, you begrudgingly can... keeping the commandments. Right. And so, but the what we the, want the point, the point, yeah, yeah, the goal. The goal is to keep the commandments because it's our nature. Right. And and the way for it to become our nature is through faith and repentance and the Spirit. Because if you are begrudgingly keeping the commandments or one particular commandment mm-hmm. to make it into the kingdom of heaven, eventually you're going to have to change. Well, at some point. Right. So, I mean, the scriptures say if a man keeps the commandments like grudgingly, it profiteth him nothing. I mean, it, right. it's basically like you might as well we not We all do it. have to be changed by the grace yeah. of Jesus Christ to make it back to our Heavenly Father. That's right. We all have to want to keep the commandments. Right. So, when we're... So just doing it just to do it. Right. Like, that's good. That's still good. It's, and I think it's going to put you in fine. line with the Spirit and, and hopefully help you change. But that's not the end goal. See, it's not the main goal. Yeah, I think you just hit on something that's important, too. Because, like, if you haven't received a change of heart, it doesn't mean, okay, well, then I don't need to keep the commandments, right? Like, keeping the commandments is a good thing, but it's important to seek the change of heart, right? right. That's I think that's, like, goal number one. You know, seek the change of heart. Now, keeping the commandments, even if you haven't had a change of heart, if you do it with the right attitude, it can help you to receive a change of heart, right? right? Because, like you said, it puts you in tune with the Holy Ghost. It can, right? Um, And the Holy Ghost is what's going to do the changing, right? But again, you still you can't be doing it out of fear or obligation, right? Because then then your heart is not open to the change, right? It's not open to the Spirit. You have to be doing it with the with the genuine hope that okay, this is going to help me to feel the spirit and to receive a change of heart. Right. Right. Some other things that we kind of touched on. I think we touched on it in the post, if I remember correctly. But just something I want to mention right now. If you if you're out there and you're listening and you haven't had that full mighty change of heart yet, yeah, or you're in the process of it and you and don't get discouraged. Sometimes we can kind of downward spiral a little bit. Like I'm trying yeah. really hard, but I keep messing up. I keep making mistakes. If I'm you're not ca- feeling it, if you're caught mm-hmm. in sin or you're, or, or whatever it is, you, you're, you know, a little depressed or down or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. What, what it really comes down to is try to make the simple choices that you can that mm-hmm. are going to put you in tune with the spirit. Yeah. So like, let's talk about the psychology of it a little bit for a minute. Okay. Cause what I've d- discovered for me, um, is, that I've I've experienced the most success with getting the spirit and having receiving a change of heart when I've done mental work, okay. and what I mean by that is like trying to change my mental attitude, and that comes from like don't beat yourself up. I had to learn how not to do that. I had to practice that, and I'm still not perfect at it. But the more I can be kind to myself and allow myself to feel God's love, that that helps me. Well, that keep... was a, I was the topic of our first episode. Yeah, that we that's why we started yeah. there. Is love myself, yeah. right? Like I, I'll study the scriptures, and, or I'll or I'll read other like gospel related books now, but it's with the with the intent. Like I'm trying to do it for the intent to um, of getting in tune with the Spirit, right? So that I can continue to change, have a change of heart. 
so I can continue to be, you know, to have the mental and emotional change. Because I think the mental and emotional change is more important because it's what produces the works. It's what produces the, because, you know, everything we do, we do because of a thought or a feeling or both. Most And and in fact, most of the time it's a feeling. Tony Robbins says this, you know, something like everything we do is motivated by the state we're in, like the state of mind and and physiology and being like how we feel that's going to motivate what we do all the time. So the goal is to get yourself into a good, positive spiritual state. Get yourself feeling the spirit. Get yourself feeling love for for Christ. And then the rest will follow. Trust that and the rest will follow. Well, and that's totally true. I mean, I've seen it in my life on the reverse. If I had a bad day or was in a negative mood, Mm -hmm. all of my actions, whether they be like negative of snapping back at someone or, Mm -hmm. or something like that, or even if it's just I'm kind of shutting down kind of a, my emotions and feelings toward other people, people can tell that I'm yeah. not in a great mood, you know? Yeah. And so that's, I mean, you can see it in your life in all different aspects. And the same is obviously true with getting the spirit and, yeah. and getting that positivity yeah. in. So the, the number one key I would say in, in doing all this is trying to remain positive in your mind, trying to not beat yourself up. And this is what I would, what I say about change when you want to change anything, you want to become something different or whatever, you focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. And that includes things you are now feeling or things you felt in the past. You don't focus on those things. Right. We have a tendency to beat ourselves up for the past. We have a tendency to feel like we need to feel remorse enough to pay for our sins, right? We right. feel like we're paying for some portion if we feel bad enough. That's not true. We're not paying for any of it. And so... Sometimes the remorse can be counterproductive, right. you know, it just holds us back in that same pattern. Right. So it's about letting it go. Focus on what you want. Focus on the end result. Fo- visualize to yourself in your mind, yourself feeling the spirit. Visualize yourself talking and walking with Jesus. Visualize him saying, I, you know, you're forgiven. I love you. It, it allows you to feel his love for you. And then that in turn makes you feel love for him. And right. that, enables, you know, so... I would say for me, the mental work is so much, it's so important. I, I, I want to, I really want to say it's more important than the physical stuff. And I, I know a lot of people would hesitate on that, but it will bring the the physical, the, the works part. It will bring it. I promise. I guarantee, I testify of that. If you're in a proper mental and emotional state, you will do the right things. And I don't think the works, just doing the works will always bring the feeling. No. I, I don't think it works. It could it can. potentially, but it can I don't help, think yeah. it works as as fluidly and naturally as it's supposed to yeah. as the other way around. Yeah. Um, because that's why, you know, I got caught a lot of my life going through the motions. Yeah. Because I didn't have the change of heart. But Because I was you weren't trying seeking to the, the change of heart. You right. were seeking to fulfill an obligation or to right. avoid a punishment. Right. Yeah. So to sum up that saved by grace, you know, we're saved 100% by grace. He earns it all. When we feel bad, we're not paying for it. When we keep a commandment, we're not paying for it. We're not paying for any portion of it. He's already paid for it all. And along with that, he earns our change of heart too, right? He's, he's really the one that's doing everything. And all we, all we can do, <laughs> the only thing we really can do is the mental work. It's the faith. That's mental. Mm-hmm. Belief without doubt. Faith in Jesus. And repentance, which is, well, you said a change. And I would say repentance 
is a mental thing too. Well, it starts in your heart. It start, it's, yeah. it's about what your desire. Right. Do you desire to be different? Do you desire truly, sincerely, genuinely desire to be like Jesus mm-hmm. and do what he wants you to do because you love him, you know? Right. So the belief and then the desire. So you believe that you can change and you desire to change. Boom. You change in your heart. And that changes you physically outwardly as well. Right. I think that we really underestimate the power of belief, don't we? Because yeah, yeah. when, when we say faith and when we say belief, a lot of times, like people just think of it in terms of like, like kind of believing, you know, like believing some or believing mostly. But what I'm talking about here and what, what faith is, is belief totally void of doubt. There's no doubt, not any whatsoever. And I think very few of us actually experience that. Right. We, we, don't, we don't often experience like just total certainty. And when you are totally certain about something, especially if it's, well, you're totally certain about Jesus, or you're totally certain that you've been saved, or that you've been changed in your heart, or that, you, that he loves you, or that you can do what he asks or do, be who he wants you to be, that is powerful, That's man. That's pure power right there. That's power. It, it, what what you believe and you really believe it, you'll move mountains. You'll move. You literally will. And so that's, I think, the place that I would start when people saying, "Oh, but you've got to do." Look, you're underestimating the power of belief. Right. Get yourself to really believe it. Really believe. No doubts. When you get yourself to that point, I promise you, you'll do the works. It'll just happen because right. you'll experience that change of heart. I had like eight thoughts while you were talking, so I, but you talk I know. forever. See, you always and... say this when we talk on the phone because it's funny because I'm actually a pretty quiet guy. I don't talk that much, but it's because I'm thinking a lot. So when I get in the right place and setting, I can just, but I have to just like talk so that I can get the thoughts out. Right. And so you always say this. Like, I had an I, analogy to share. Yeah. I had like, had like all these things to share, but now like the time. Well, you passed, better talk you know? now because I'm starting to lose my voice again. So. Oh, you're losing your voice. That's why we had to delay the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I was sick for a while. You summed it up well. And I, I mean, some of the things I was going to share, I, I lost the most recent one because <laughs> I lose my train of thought very easily. But Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. I was just kind of teasing you a little bit. I think we, I think it's summed up um, pretty, pretty well. We're saved by grace. And then, and we only just, the things we do just allow us to receive it. Right. And the things we need to do to receive it are faith and repentance. Yeah. And and so I guess like the point of this life and the point of the gospel is to change us. Isn't it? Right. Could couldn't we kind of sum it up all with change? So if you're not changed, if you're if you're not changing, changing or yeah, trying like to change, mm-hmm. that's the where you where you want to start. That's where you want to focus. Trying to change. That's all that's what it is. Trying to become more like Jesus. Trying to become what he wants you to become. That's that's the point of the of the atonement. Not so much the the works. The works are the manifestation of the change, and and there's there are these just beautiful and and merciful, wonderful ways that we can change because we can't really do it on our own. We can't change our hearts on our own. Jesus changes our hearts, and we just let him by our faith and repentance. So yeah, right. hopefully that was that's a, a good enough summary. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening today. Oh, that's it? Yeah, we're I done? Guess, I guess we're done. Oh, okay. Today. You can follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, our website. We'll have the show notes on it, twomormonguys.com. That's T-W-O, 
mormonguys.com. And then, like we stated earlier, and we try to state at the end of all of our episodes, the views represented in this (laughs) show are ours only, and they don't necessarily represent the views of the church, but hopefully they do, but... I think so. Yeah, we don't, we're not going to... I mean, I yes, they do. Of course <laughs> they, they do. Of course they do, but it's just kind of a disclaimer statement that yeah. anyone listening to When I start is... talking about Tony Robbins and other people and bringing it in, you get nervous, don't you? <laughs> no, no, I don't you get don't. nervous. I don't, you don't... I, I, Tony Robbins is great. And yeah. I, it's it's been interesting because the, the church has done a lot of, they've released a lot of things on social media yeah. through their Mormon, they have, they have a Mormon channel podcast, um, yeah. Mormon Channel Daily. Um, where they talk about all sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, Mormon Channel has released things about meditation. They, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of great truths exactly. out there. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yes, we know that the gospel has been restored through yeah. Joseph Smith, and it's found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. But there are still many truths out there, even in oh, other yeah. churches. And, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Of and uh, we want to yeah. be loving and accepting to all, and um, just try to uh, help ourselves and help others come unto Christ in any way that we can, and show love toward everyone. Yeah. Well, so I would like just add at this end part here, I just want to say and and testify of Jesus's love because I think this is sometimes we don't focus enough on it, right? Like he just loves us so much. Everyone, everyone, all the time, unconditionally, just always loves. Just it's always there. It's always available to us. And sometimes we don't feel it because we, um, it says in the scriptures that uh, we cast it out by our unbelief a little bit. Like we, we don't believe he loves us or we don't believe we're lovable or we don't, you know, but just no, he does. He just loves you so much. And he just wants to, if he could have a moment with you, he would just wrap you in his arms and, and make you know that he loves you. And that would empower you. I know. And, and so just believe in that and imagine that and visualize that and allow yourself to start feeling his love, because that's where you're going to start seeing the power of his spirit come into your life. Just that's all. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I will chat with you again soon.